This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast with, uh, well, I would say myself and Tanner Lee, but uh, apparently, uh, I don't know what Tanner is doing, but uh, (laughs) he's supposed to be here, but he's not at this point in time, so we'll we'll, uh, see exactly what's going on here for sure. But uh, in the meantime, you get the KOP Predictions Champion, Austin Shepard, and myself. Um, You know, I joked earlier that uh, you had the two best KOP champions and then Shockmaster, but I didn't know that this was actually going to be the case. Well, you called him the Shockmaster. I just texted him and called him a jobber because he couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I I think that beats me then. So... (laughs) Anyways, At least you, got two, you got the two uh, most knowledgeable guys. How about that? Yeah, yeah, you've got the two uh, the the two that keep passing the belt back and forth. You know, I thought that's how this was going to go when we got that belt. Is Tanner and I were going to be passing this back and forth almost every show or pay per view? I held it forever, and so now you and I are passing it back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and and the one the one layup I thought I had. Uh, at Forbidden Door, I got my butt <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so what is this? Uh, I win the uh, non-AEW shows, and you win the AEW shows? I think that's how it went, Yeah, so I, to speak. Uh, I, I, got the, I got the one at Ring of Honor, so. Well, yeah. That's yeah. the Ring of Honor, so. Which, they're all AEW shows anymore. But. Yeah, 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 you know, but uh, still, still. Um. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I think we have a jobber sighting, maybe. Um, but uh, while while he's figuring out what he's doing, uh, I got a question for you, Shep. I was going to ask Tanner this, and I gave him time to think, but I didn't know you were going to be joining us uh, this week, so I didn't ask you ahead of time. So there's been a lot of rumors of um, people willing to re-sign now that Vince McMahon has left the company. Who do you think are going to be some names that come back, or who are some names you want to see go back to the WWE? I mean, there's nobody in there's nobody in AEW television right now. I want to, <clears throat> I want them to go back. Um, 
the big one that will hurt a little bit would be Johnny Gargano. Okay. Um, he's a Triple H guy through and through. I feel like he bleeds Triple H. So when he's ready to come back, I think it's a no-brainer. He will go back to the WWE. Um, that's a big one. And then the whole MJF thing, I think McMahon even came out. McMahon was an MJF fan. I don't know how I don't know how Triple H stands on him when it comes to 2024, but I'm still holding strong that we're all getting worked right now with that whole deal. Yeah. Um, but the big one right now, uh, I, I don't I don't see anybody. I don't. Know, I saw a thing today where they're talking about Hangman is coming up in a year. Uh, he's never been there before. I don't. I don't think he would leave. Um, Adam Cole was another one that came up. I could, I could see him leaving because of money. Um, but yeah, the, the big one that I don't see ever leaving now and, and coming to AEW uh, is Johnny Gargano. He's the big one. All right. Well, now that Jobber Man's here, uh, you want to weigh in on this topic, Tanner? Hey, happy to join you guys. You got to love technical difficulties. It's every week. I yeah. need to come up with some technical difficulty gimmick for me or something. It's the stickers uh, on the computer. God, it's – Yeah. You know, if that's the case, I'll take them off at this point. I don't really care. It's it's annoying. That's what it is. But, no, to Shep's point, I think Gargano is WWE bound again. I think that will happen. I think it's a matter of uh, when and not if at this point. I think we'll see uh, Wyndham Rotunga. Bray Wyatt show up again in WWE. Now, is he going to show up as the fiend, the fiend or Bray Wyatt? I don't know. Um, as far as AEW talent, a lot of them are locked into pretty long deals. I know Shep mentioned Adam Cole. I believe Tony Khan mentioned a few weeks ago on Busted Open. He's under contract for five years. And Malachi Black's under contract for three or four years. So those guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. doesn't mean they won't eventually go back but at least for the time being. Uh, Hangman's an inter interesting one. I don't think he'd get the same push in WWE as he's getting in AEW. Um, I know Kenny Omega's contract, which we'll talk a lot about Kenny tonight. Kenny Omega's contract's coming up, I think, in early 2023, but they can extend that due to him being uh, off TV with injury if they want to. I think the so, Bucks are coming up in early 2023, too. I think they extended by uh, two years or so already. That or there is an option coming up, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I I would I would more I could more see some guys who have never been to WWE maybe going eventually maybe like a Ricky Starks even though it looks like he's gonna get a big push. Uh, Wardlow's always been a hot name thrown around there, but uh, we'll see. I think we got to play it out in the next couple of years with AEW and see how things stand and then go from there. What are you guys' thoughts on the chairman? Do you think he stays? Do you think he goes? Uh, he does whatever's best for his family now since he's got one on the way. Yep, <laughs> I agree. And we haven't seen him on TV since the whole MGF thing, so nope. That, that's kind of what made me, you know, wonder what your thoughts were on him. How about your boys, uh, FTR, Shep? They ain't going back. I, I hope not. They ain't going back. No, no, they've there's no way they could do what they're doing right now. There, he, uh, you, you mean you mean facing ROH talent? 
<laughs> I mean, face it, every talent everywhere. Yeah, for for I think they enjoy being spread through the multiple promotions they are. And and we know even with Triple H at the helm, there's a, a better chance, but there's still a very, very slim chance of any uh, cross-promotional work the WWE ever having. And I think it's and it's not just because he doesn't want to. I think it's television, all the all the contracts they're in with USA Network, Fox. Those guys ain't gonna want to promote anybody else, especially somebody that's on a competitor network. So no. yeah, those those guys have the free run right now. Um, at some point in time, they'll have the AEW uh, belt on them, and they're gonna own every belt but the WWE belt. Um, so no. I bet against that one. Okay. All right. So, boys, shall we dive into Dynamite? Yeah, another you good sure? one to recap tonight. Start off with a bang. Start off with Cold of Personality hitting. CM Punk comes out. Cuts a nice little promo on Hangman and John Moxley. I thought that was interesting. I didn't see him calling out Hangman for a potential rematch, but he did that. Hangman didn't show up. Called him a coward. Uh, says apology needs to be as loud as disrespect. Um, he pretty much says he doesn't have the prettiest smile, but he has the prettiest belt. Um, goes on and on, says he wants to issue a challenge to Moxley for all out, wants to test his uh, foot. Uh, talks about uh, the only person that has actually had broken bones is Moxley. Asks the fans to tell him when he's telling lies. Points out Moxley's the interim champion, which means temporary. He's willing to test himself against Moxley, like I said. He also claims that Eddie Kingston is the third best Eddies he's ever shared the ring with. Okay, so one of them's Eddie Guerrero. Who's the other one? <laughs> I, I saw Twitter was speculating Eddie Vegas, who I'm not really familiar with. Mm. Wow. I don't wow. know. I couldn't, fi- I couldn't figure it out off the top of my head. Um, uh, maybe. Maybe that's why he said he's the third best. <laughs> Maybe we don't know who number two is, and it just buries him even more. Uh, I did like the shot at, at Moxley uh, saying that Moxley's the third best in his group, and that's becoming a trend for him. So calling him the third best, and not only the Blackpool Combat Club, but dating back to his Shield days, which uh, I don't know. That's a tough argument. They're all three pretty good, but. I, I can kind of see Ambrose was the least pushed of the three. Correct. He was he was the wild card when he was in WWE. He yes. was the loose cannon. He was the the guy that was going to fly off the hinges. He didn't go with the grain. He went against the grain. The other two played ball. He did not play ball. True. Hence True. why he's not there anymore. <laughs> Mox came out, claimed to be the heart and soul of AW. Punk says that's fine. He'll be the dollars and cents. I thought that was pretty good. I thought Punk owned Moxley on the mic tonight, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't think Moxley's part hit as well as usual. It wasn't bad. It just didn't didn't land for me as, as it usually does. But and then they started going at it and um Brawl broke loose and uh Punk got a little color under his eye. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um then, can we talk about, you know, you mentioned Eddie as an Eddie being the third best and he was the second best Kingston. Kofi being the first. Oh, yeah. That he shared the locker room with. 
lots of shots fired bringing up wwe yeah. uh he did this when he dropped his pipe bomb with colt cabana um and i love the the snow angels his music hits oh well i've got time before he gets here so i'm gonna do some snow angels and just drops to the mat i loved it yeah um he he definitely definitely owned him on the mic tonight he did but you know it it started the show off with a bang and i'm like all right this could be a good build to all out yes (laughs) yeah we were wrong we'll, we'll get to that a little later in the show Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm still scratching my head about that one, but good way to kick off the show. I was hoping this is how they would kick off the show. I was hoping it wasn't going to start with the trios or the best two out of three falls match. I I wanted it to start out with these two on the mic. So yeah, hot crowd tonight too, like like usual. Oh yeah. We then saw Powerhouse Hobbs backstage talking to Shivani. He says he doesn't need any friends. He isn't okay with losing like Ricky Starks. He got to parade around and hide behind his back. He was hired to make sure he stayed champion and Starks couldn't do it. He claims he breaks necks and he has something for the factory too. So are they trying to push the factory as faces all of a sudden? I'm just thinking it would be more of a face against the factory, but the factory I have zero interest in. Actually, maybe some negative number interest in. I'm right there with you. Yeah, uh, I I wasn't into them when they came out against the Nightmare Family. Uh, now I liked that at first, and then they really screwed it up. I thought I thought at first it was really intriguing, and then they just screwed it all yeah, up. Yeah, I thought I thought some QT Marshall and Cody stuff was was decent uh, back in the old Daily Place days, but yes. Other than that, no. The, I I was interested until Cody returned standing inside the bus as the cameras showing that him was standing pretty bad. there. QT looks at him several times and still doesn't seem to know he's in there. I mean, that was pretty bad. That that lost my interest. And then the whole a go go fiasco at double or nothing last year was just awful. Well, (laughs) he's gone, isn't he? I haven't seen him for a while. No, he's still around. He was backstage with the factory a week or two ago on Dynamite, but I don't know if he's injured or what's going on. So. I don't know. And Aaron Solos dropped a letter in his name, and and nobody knows if it's QT Marshall or QT Marshall. I mean, the only reason Aaron Solo is famous because he dated Bailey. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong I, I was gonna say the Sammy Guevara vlog, but I mean, you know, we could do that too. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we then got, I think, in my opinion, one of the best matches we've ever seen on Dynamite. The- Best two out of three falls between Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. And if you love technical wrestling, this match was right up your alley. Um, It went kind of how I thought it would as far as results. We got Garcia getting the upper hand 1-0, making uh, Danielson pass out like he did in their previous match. Then we got uh, Danielson uh, getting the second fall um, with a pinfall. And then the third fall was just back and forth, back and forth. Got color out of both these guys. Tons of elbows, tons of different grapples and holds. But finally, uh, Danielson gets Garcia in the label lock. And uh, no response from Garcia that time. So, Brian Danielson's the winner. Two out of three falls. After the match, Danielson showed respect by applauding Garcia. Wanted the whole crowd to stand up, give him an ovation. Garcia's dazed, doesn't really know where he is. 
puts his hand out to Garcia, who was considering shaking it, but Jericho left the commentary booth to uh, jump Daniel Bryan, but Garcia pulls Jericho off and pushes Chris away, and the crowd chants, you're a wrestler, which I thought was a great chant. Brian Danielson. What did I say, Daniel Bryan? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised I don't do that more often. So. Oh, I know. I still do it. I'll be uh, talking to somebody. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, Brian Daniel showed up. The, the, or the Daniel sad Bryan. Thing is, or, sad thing know. is I'm reading notes, and I, I, it says Brian Danielson in my, in my mind just takes it. Wait, Daniel Bryan. But I, I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was one of the better ones in Dynamite history. It was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. Um Still a little iffy on the post segment, but you know, it was a pay per view quality match that we got for free. Spoiled again. Yep. yep. <laughs> it was a. It went what about thirty five minutes, forty minutes almost. It was pretty long. Um, it was good, and then towards the end, I thought they those guys got really stiff towards each other. Those yes kicks that. Daniel gave that he just kept egging on. Dan, uh, Garcia just kept gang, uh, egging on. Where <laughs> those were had some stuff behind them. Yeah. Uh, so I I enjoyed that. Enjoyed the finish. And I I think we could I think we could get Daniel Garcia away from the Jericho faction and and he he could be just fine on his own. Well, uh, I think they might put him in the in the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't want to lose. I don't want to get too crowded either. Yeah, I, I don't want to lose him into another faction because they already have a smaller guy in in Yuta. Who uh, beat Garcia? And those two had a great match at ROH in an ROH pay per view. So I don't know. He, he if he can improve his mic skills, he doesn't need anybody. It's true. He's just a little weak on the mic. If we want to be technical with the guy. Uh, and I think I texted you guys earlier. He might be one of my most improved of 2022 in the ring, too. From what mm-hmm. we've seen, I'm uh, not saying he wasn't good before, but uh, this was the best match we've seen him, whether it's on a pay-per-view or free TV. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You can definitely tell TK loves the guy and giving him a push. I mean, just yep. last year, I think he, or this past calendar year, he's main evented more Dynamites than anybody else. Yeah. Now, he had yep. won many of those, but he usually has a wow. great showing. In defeat, so um, I, I think we're heading towards a, uh, a Brian Danielson Chris Jericho match at All Out. I, I don't know if I like that. I know I'm not sure how I feel about it either, but I think that's where we're going now. If we can get the Jericho performance we got last week against Mox, sign me up. Yeah, although I, th- I feel like ever since I saw the graphic, I think maybe you sent it, Tanner. All I can think about is. Uh, Danielson and Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. That's all I can think about. <laughs> yeah. So, so when I when I yeah. see a match like this tonight for free, I mean you you better give me something better at all out because I'm paying money for all out. It's true. It's yeah. True. Very true. Very true. So I mean I know we're not going to get Omega there, but right. I saw something that uh, kind of sparked my interest. Now of course it was fan made, but. Uh, it was Daniel Garcia and Danielson together as a tag team. Which we got that towards that end of that promo when Ricky Steamboat said, this should be his mentor, not you, Jericho. Yeah. yeah. I'd almost be okay with Danielson breaking off from the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, mentoring him, and them going as a tag team for a little bit. 
Yeah. I I think they'd be a dominant tag team. I kind of already miss Moxley and Danielson being a just a tag team. You know yeah. how the Blackpool Combat Club formed. I was loving that. I thought that was really oh, yeah. entertaining. Yeah, we we, we would have had that until the punk injury. It's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah. A lot of things changed with that. Backstage, we got the uh, World Tag Champs swerving our glory and private party. Uh, private party points out they're fifth in the rankings, but uh, the champs tell them to respect their elders and they can learn a thing or two. Didn't really do much for me. Nope. No, I, I'm not huge on private party. I mean, I think they got a lot of potential, but I think they kind of dropped the ball with them. Yeah. They, they dropped the ball with them when they put him with Matt Hardy. That's Pretty, just kind of my thoughts. Yeah. That did not go very well. No, it did not. We then saw Tony Nese appear for a match, which I'm like, I don't remember him being scheduled for a match, but whatever. And then Moxley reappears and attacks him from behind, gets in the ring, calls out Punk to unify the titles right now. Punk appears, but security stops him, and they get pulled apart once again. Claudio Casanoli and Wheeler Yuta come out and calm Moxley down. So I'm like, all right, are we going to see these guys like come out five times tonight and just try to tear into each other? Well, can we just uh, take a moment to appreciate how strong Claudio is? I don't think he really calm punk down or Moxley down. I think Moxley just realized this dude literally just picked me up and carried me like I was a baby. I'm not going to fight with him. Well, pound for pound, he's one of the strongest professional wrestlers in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If, if he picked him up like a toy, threw him over his shoulder like a bag of sack of potatoes and said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And Moxley's not small. Moxley's got to be what? In two fifteen, probably yeah, at least. least. So it's not like he's it's not like he's Wheeler Yuta. (laughs) No, No, that's a good point. Yeah, if it was Yuta, I mean anybody could have done that. So so let's go ahead. (laughs) I know I know it was announced later in the show, but let's go ahead since this is the last segment we saw Moxley and Punk. Let's go ahead and talk about it Uh, right before the main event tonight. They announced that. We're going to get the title unification match next week. John Moxley, the interim champion, CM Punk, the AEW world champion, against each other instead of at all out. Shenanigans next week, or are we going to get the real deal? Double DQ. God, I would hate that. You, you're going to get double DQ because I, I told Paul while we were waiting on you, about five minutes into the main event tonight, scrolling across the bottom, there's still a, a bunch of tickets left for next week. I feel like they did this to sell some tickets for next week. Oh, God. I just hope it's not the butts and seats backfire again. So, and I mean, they announced it right before that main event. Yeah. So, which, which they kind of hinted on it previous in the night. I don't know if it was Tony Khan or AW said, look for a big announcement regarding next week's dynamite right before the main event tonight. So, I figured something was coming. I actually thought it was going to be Punk against Hangman next week. That's what I thought they were going to announce, which I guess we could see. Hangman's not advertised for anything for All Out. Could we see him get involved in this match? Could we see a triple threat at All Out between Hangman, Moxley, and Punk? I don't want a triple threat. That's lazy. No. I don't really either. No. I also see Twitter speculating could uh, MGF return next week and get in the mix. Mm. Or cost one of the one of the guys, probably Punk, the title. It, if he comes back, yeah, he's got to cost Punk the title. He can't. That's uh, the way it works. Well, it's, it's in Chicago, and I can see Cleveland. Cleveland next week. No, no, no. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. 
I could see him coming in and costing Mox the title, beating Mox between now and all out, and then taking the title off of Punk in Chicago. And then you do have Arthur Ashe at the end of September in New York. Yeah. yeah. For, for a rematch. Yeah. I just feel like his return's coming soon. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like we're all getting worked. I think it, the, the stars are aligning. Yeah. Punk's back. Omega's back now. It's it, and, and the reason I say that is, and I know the dirt sheets aren't the gospel, but the internet has been so quiet about him. And on top of that, Tony Khan has been so quiet, refusing to answer questions and stuff like that. And again, I go back to the whole thing when back in ECW when Sandman supposedly got his eyes burned and the literally the guy literally sit in his house for 30 days, wouldn't go to the grocery store. And then all of a sudden he appears and he, he got people's emotions. He got people hooked. And that's what we're getting right now. Mm-hmm. It's just my theory. I could be completely wrong. Him and Tony Khan could absolutely hate each other right now. And he took his ball and went home. But I, I want to stick to my prediction that it's something that Grand Slam, but I just I don't know if they'll even wait that long. I mean, that's a little over a month away. I don't know if they wait that long. I don't know. We got the return of Punk. We got the return of Omega. We we, we got some returns of late. We can go because that's what, in end of September? Yeah, I like, think 21st, I think. I think I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought maybe we were going to get the uh, the women's match ahead of All Out and see it next week. So I, I was because I didn't see the unification happening next week. I still don't. Twenty first, yeah, Grand Slam. So you got. So I, I was telling Paul we we gained a match tonight to All Out, the women's championship match, but we lost one in the men's championship match right now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, those I, are the. Oh, that's the only thing on the card. We saw some other challenges, but I don't often say this, but I am glad it's you two for that title, not me. <laughs> I am glad to sit this one out. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Backstage, we saw Jericho tell Garcia he's gonna give him a pass tonight, but he needs to know his thoughts for sure. And next week, he needs to know which side he's on. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Then shows up, says Garcia is coming to his own. He doesn't need Jericho. He's the same guy that he was 15 years ago. Jericho says he hated Steamboat for 15 years. Uh, Steamboat believes Daniels is the better choice to mentor Garcia. Uh, they try to leave. Then Cool Hand Edge gets in uh, Steamboat's face. And then Steamboat throws a shot right at Cool Hand Edge. So Ricky's still got some in him. Not playing yes. around. Yeah, and uh, it was a pretty hard shot, too. Especially for somebody Ricky's age. Not that, you know, the man's old or anything, but between the two. <laughs> Took him a little while to wind up, though. It did. It did. It was interesting having him. I'm glad they at least have him, had him do something else besides just sit there as a judge. And wave that at the didn't camera. matter for this, this House of Dragon episode, which, which, by the way, I think everybody can calm down about uh, Turner slash Discovery not possibly wanting AEW programming because they wouldn't keep pushing this type of stuff with their bigger like interpromotional programs if they didn't. So yeah, I think people can calm down with that. Well, I know um, again, it's the internet. You're never going to make the internet happy. I saw a bunch of tweets um, within the first like five minutes of the show that were, can AEW not just have a normal dynamite? 
Well, when uh, the channel you're on or the network you're on is telling you they want you to promote a, a big program of theirs, you're going to do it. Oh, absolutely. So you don't have really much choice, especially when you're a privately owned company. So. Yeah. Uh, we then got the Varsity Blondes and the Gun Club. Uh, I kind of rolled my eyes when the Varsity Blondes came on. I remember at one time I used to like watching them, but not really anymore. Uh, this was a squash. I didn't see it being this fast of a squash, but the Gun Club squashed the, the Blondes. Then Billy Gunn says that's what he wants to see. He's super proud of them, claiming the best thing he's done in his career is working with them. But then we see Stokely Hathaway, Shep's favorite, come out, stand on the interest ramp, and the Gun Club attack their father, Billy Gunn from behind. They claim hit the ring to make the save, and then they uh, scissor each other and hug it out to reunite. Big pop. Might have been pop of the night from the crowd. It's just you saying they scissored each other just sounds so wrong. I know you're just reading notes, but it just sounds so wrong on so many levels. At least um, you didn't say scissor me daddy ass. I was going to, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought, yeah, this feels a little more natural for me. This uh, day, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what do um, you think about this? I mean, I mean, last year we saw the ass boys turn their back on big Paul White, and now they're turning their back on their dad. Nobody's safe. I think I get it. They want to do, they want to get away from their dad. You know his his past. It always happens with a, with a legend. Yep. So uh, they've gotten over a little bit. Um, the claim is really over. And so scissor me, daddy. So ass, so. I see. I see it all out or a future dynamite. We get acclaimed and and Billy Gunn versus the Ass Boys and somebody. Um, I can see that. I, I can see that as a, a pre-show match at all out. I was gonna say uh, Road Dog Jesse James, but I don't think he's coming through those AEW doors anytime soon. No, I mean, he's, he's been very. Coming. He's been a little vocal late. <laughs> yeah, he has. He hasn't shut up. Yeah. I think the wow. first time I ever could remember in my childhood seeing a tag team turn on their mentor was the Hardy Boys turning on P.S. Michael Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of what tonight reminded me. Because you had a feeling with the camera when it zoomed in on Billy that they were going to hit him from behind. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Kinda I kind of saw it coming. But, uh, you know, Shep, don't let Tanner blow you crap because uh, Tanner's a, a big fan and he's been sad ever since Marco's stunt. Left uh, AEW. I haven't. He has all of Marco's missed. shirts. He's got posters of the man. He he idolizes him. He, what uh, what shirts? He, all the Marco shirts. And he's been watching a lot of Marco's return to GCW as he's a giant wearing the giant gear. Now. Oh my god! Yes. Uh, the one GCW show I I ordered earlier this year. He was on it, and I think I left the room or somehow. Tried to fast he, forward it, or I don't he know left the room. <laughs> he did, he did, he, didn't watch it. He wouldn't make him a bologna sandwich. No, yeah. there we go. <laughs> He's right up there with Vince Russo in my book, which I tried to get. I tried to get the, the our podcast account blocked by Vince. I don't think he. Did I that saw that. I, I tried my best last I night. I saw that. That's, guys, that might be one of the few things Jim Cornette and I agree upon. That guy, yeah, me, yep, I'm, I'm right there with you. that guy's an idiot. Russo's just a complete moron. You can't even call him Russo. You gotta call him shit stain. <laughs> He's an idiot. Oh, he is an idiot. Uh, 
Backstage, we saw Death Triangle and, and Pac calling out the United Empire, who they're going to face next week. Uh, he's stating he's begging to differ with that Osprey is the best that Britain has ever produced. He's looking forward to next week. He claims they're an unstoppable unit. If they haven't heard how stoppable they are, they uh, must have had their heads in a box. Little little <laughs> little shot to uh, Kip there. Yes. Yeah. Um, Osprey, though, finals in the G1. Yep. So – this is you talk about a guy that's had a heck of a schedule the last forty five days. God, and he's going to fly over and do this Wednesday night show, then have to turn around and fly back. And he uh, teased and adding a member to United Empire. Okay, so saw that on Twitter right. today. So. Yeah, all right, uh, but no, yeah, that that right now that should be the main event next next Wednesday night. Well, it'll be the vacation, well, but. Yeah, you're right. It'll be the co-main event. I, I could even see the unification kicking the show off. It probably will. Especially uh, since we should get a botch at the end. Yeah, Tony's getting a lot of flack from the IWC, imagine that, for saying this is a yeah. WCW ratings move. Yeah. It could be. We'll see. I yeah, I, and again, I don't think it's so much as the ratings move is. I kind of agree with Shep. It's uh, let let's sell some more tickets. Well, AEW usually doesn't lie to their audience very much. If they if they promote something, it usually happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but well, again, really, they're not seven days out and still have tickets for sale. And true. Pretty pretty uh, town control because yeah. they've been to Cleveland before and done very very well. Right. Right. Yeah. So we then get uh, Tarzan Boy hits. Jungle Boy comes out. <laughs> He's told never to wear the T-shirt he wore recently on AEW ever again. I thought he might get a little, little heat backstage for wearing that. But uh, he uh, believes the shirt hit the nail on the head, uh, referring to Christian. I points out Christian's done nothing about it. He will continue to push until he gets his hands on him or he can man up and face him at all out. Uh, he says, unless the shirt's right, Christian that appears rejects the challenge, said things are getting out of hand, uh, which shows Luchasaurus getting suspended for his actions last week. But he claims to be proud of him. He's out talking by himself when a year ago he couldn't even form a sentence. Uh, Christian said uh, he said and did some things that he didn't mean. He wants to uh, work on things and, and, and take Jungle Boy to the top. He says they're family and he loves them and like a, like a son. Jungle Boy then jumps Christian, attacks him. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit. Christian really threw Jungle Boy into that guardrail. I mean, he hit his head pretty hard. He, yeah, I thought he might have got busted open, but he can't see with his long hair. Uh, Jungle Boy threw him against the steps, uh, and then security came down and uh, pulled him apart. A lot of security interference tonight. Yeah, it, but but uh, you know, it, Christian may have thrown uh, Jungle Boy pretty hard into the guardrail, but. Uh, Jungle Boy kind of returned the favor into the steps. Now, yeah. yeah, I know the steps are a little softer, so to speak, but he didn't guard the back of his head when he did it. No, no. Uh, the I noticed the the uh, uh, ring uh, barrier. He was so close to that and still got so so a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the ring steps. The ring steps can have a little bit of give. You know those steel steps. Yeah. Yeah, um, that guy's woman. so easily put up over their heads. Yeah, um, but he obviously then with the stomp on the arm, I like the emotion. I like the uh, 
the the realness of it. To to cap off though, I would have liked him to not necessarily stomp his head, but do something with with Christian's history of concussions. Let's let's let Jungle Boy take that step, that more aggression instead of stomping that arm, which it, it did what it needed to do. You know, maybe 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 kick his head up against the side of those steps. You know, take it a step further. I thought would have been the cherry on the top. Yeah, yeah. And and can we take a moment here to reflect on the fact that Jungle Boy called Christian a movie. Uh, villain with the turtlenecks, and he's worn a turtleneck every single week since then. Oh, Christian's <laughs> Christian pays attention to those, the littlest details. He's oh, absolutely, great heel, he great heel. Straight looks like a movie villain the way he's dressed the last few weeks. And the, this feud has gone over the summertime. Yeah, yes. I still kind of wish, being so close to all out, they could have held each other apart and not touched until all out. But I understand. I don't know what else you do because Christian's been running every week, so yeah, can't keep that going. Exactly, but I I don't know. I I kind of want like maybe one or two more weeks and then let him go at it. But I, I had no problem with it tonight. I I still wish we could start calling Jungle Boy just Jack Perry. Hopefully, we're getting there. You realize, Tanner, two weeks from now is the final Dynamite before All Out, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Just, just if I said sure. a week or two, <laughs> just make it sure. So week, more so week. Uh, we then got the only uh, women's match of the night, but it was a better match than I anticipated. Kylan King, or attorney Kylan King, we hadn't seen her on AEW programming in a while, versus Tony Storm. Uh, but before we got to that, I forgot about this. FTR Warlow showing backstage with Cash Wheeler saying Warlow didn't ask for help. They aren't going to sit down and watch anybody mess with the pinnacle. So they're calling themselves the pinnacle again. Warlow claims it doesn't matter how big they are. Everyone gets powerbombed as Dax Harwood challenges Jay Lethal to a max match next week. I forgot to hit on hit on this earlier. Um, Saddam Singh, Jay Lethal, and uh, Sanjay Dutt challenge FTR and Warlow to match it all out. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> this is what we're doing with the hottest tag team in the world and your TNT champion. Really? They didn't, they didn't accept it, did they? Oh, they kind of did in that backstage promo. Yeah. So I th- I think that's what we're doing. It's like, okay, you know, I was hard on year on WWE for years not utilizing the U.S. title and especially the Intercontinental title. Right? I got to be hard on AEW right now not utilizing the TNT title correctly for months. Well, you're not you're not going to use the TNT title correctly. <clears throat> you're not going to use the ROH tag titles correctly. You're not going to use the <laughs> IWGP tag team titles correctly when they're in your possession. You're not going to use the AAA tag team titles when they're in your possession correctly. Yeah, I don't like this. No, I don't like it at I, all. I don't like Satnam Singh. We've I've been pretty vocal about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lethal. Yeah. I like Lethal. I think Lethal's fantastic, but I feel yeah. like this trio and this this only part of ROH we ever see on television besides Claudio, it just feels minor league to me. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like it should be on Dynamite, and that's what we're doing with three of your hottest talents in the company. You couldn't do anything better. I just I uh, don't like it because then that tells me uh, Swerve and Keith Lee aren't. I thought maybe FTR against Swerve and Keith Lee at, at All Out would have been good, but we're not getting that. Well, I thought that's what we were going to get, but Grand Slam. I get I get that, but 
I mean, you got to save some stuff, but All Out's supposedly your biggest show or second biggest show of the year. And who are you going to put it? Uh, who are you going to put with uh, Swerve and Keith Lee, whatever the Holy Swerve or Swerve All In or whatever the hell they're called? <laughs> Swerve in our glory. There you go. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. I mean, I, mean, um, I guess private party, but really? Yeah, they're gonna, mm. they're gonna, they should squash them next week. That's like a rampage match. That's why we're getting it all rampage, Tanner. Jeez, pay attention here. Right. <laughs> they throw so many matches at us. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would have said a hell of a tag team match would have been at all out. would have been Roosh and Dragon Lee, but we'll get to that later, too. I could get on board if it's the acclaimed. Yeah, but I think the acclaimed are going to have something to do with the gun club. Again, but. still, yeah. Well, I don't know. See, here's my thing. We're going to get something tag team, the acclaimed gun club, pre-show. Because I, I don't see TK wanting to focus on tag team and then turn around and go into trios. I think he's a little cautious on doing both of those at the same time. So your thought process is, is look, let's have a tag team match, but tonight's focus is on the trios because it's a new champion. Exactly. And let's not have a tag team with the tag teams we have right now. A tag team match could steal that show. It could. It could. I mean, if you put Swerve in our glory against FTR for the titles, which is what it should be, that could potentially steal the show. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. But Quit thinking all level-headed, Paul. <laughs> I just... I don't know. I, I just don't know how I feel about ROH right now. I mean, I was really excited when he signed the deal. That their two shows they've done under Tony Khan's power have been good, but the longer it takes to get a TV deal or a streaming deal of some sort, I'm losing interest. Well, no. and I go ahead, Paul. And I think there's still a lot of the roster that's either still under previous contract or paper appearance. So, yeah. I think we get we're, – we're sitting in August. I think we get – we get two more ROH shows before the first of the year. Um, but I don't think you're going to see any ROH talent besides Claudio and FTR uh, at All Out. Well, Yuta. You might Yuta. Say, yeah, I was going to say maybe Yuta. But – I don't think you. I don't think you see anything else. Here's what yeah. you do with the tag team titles: it would tick all the talent off because they're not in the rankings. Have never had a match actually in AEW. Briscoes versus Lee and Swerve at All Out. There's your show stealer <laughs> for you. Again, yeah, that would that would that could steal the show. Yeah. But you're, you're you're taking off the trios. Uh, yeah. Magnitude, the sparkles, the fireworks, the cherry on top of the trios title. Yeah, you're right. You're right, especially if we get get a fight, we're gonna get a finals like we think we're gonna get. So yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah. over the Briscoes coming to AEW because of politics. But they're in ROH. That's what I'm saying. They signed it. I mean, they have a deal with ROH. So, but they're not on AEW television. You're right. I politics. Know. I know. <laughs> uh, Chef, T- run for president and then uh, declare <laughs> they're allowed to do whatever they want. <laughs> Hey, if I won president, can I give him a pardon to, to <laughs> Warner Brothers? 
this is your pardon for the Warner Brothers. You could now appear on AEW television. I knew that on day one of my presence. Oh, I know first, you would first too. First lady does right by right, right when he sits down. Yeah, the whole I've been inaugurated. Him. Boom, what? Briscoes. I even got one of them fancy pins. I'm going to sign it into <laughs> sign it in. Uh, we saw uh, Tony Storm beat Kylan King, but it was not a squash match like Paul was calling for. Kylan got a, a decent amount of offense, and she's a lot taller than I ever realized. Six one is what they yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tony, oh, wow. Tony Storm, I'm like a broken record here. She impressed me more and more every week she's in the ring, and that is official for all out. We're getting Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa for the women's title. So partners against each other. One of those angles. I, yeah, and I, I can't decide how I feel about the match. I mean, it's going to be a good match, um, but I can't pick a winner, and that's why I said I'm glad I'm not in this predictions race. I pre- I can predict my winner right now, but I'm going to save it. And see what oh, I know you can. I, I, I can predict my winner, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we all three can. i just not sure I want to. <laughs> <laughs> we then get the uh, trios tournament. Match, uh, main event, Andrade Alidolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus the Young Bucks, and a surprise partner of their choosing, which was hinted at pretty big time on this week's being the Elite, is one of the worst kept secrets in the world of professional wrestling this week. That is finally the return of the one Kenneth Omega. Kenneth. Kenneth. I'm calling him by his full name, Kenneth. Wow. 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 Um, Although I liked Cutler giving Roberts the paper. Yeah. I like Cutler taking it, like, bringing the zipper down like he's getting ready for action. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. And, uh, yeah. and Kenny got a great pop. He deserved it. He knew the crowd was going to be gonna be hyped when he came back. And uh, it was good to hear that. Good to hear his interest music again. He comes out. And Callus was with him. I kind of rolled my eyes on that. But a different Callus tonight. Kind of more of a more of a face Callus on commentary, which was weird. Which he's got to be right now. You're right. Oh, yeah. He's got to be. Right. So Omega's uh, shoulder brace, work or shoot? Yes. It was a shoot. Halfway through, he hated it and took it off. I know. I, I still think he, it's still not 100% in the shoulder, though, so it was kind of there. But I, I think, like you said, Shep, he just got to the point he couldn't wrestle with it on and just took right. it off. He he was a little rusty tonight. He tried to do that spot that does the kind of somersault and get back on his feet. And he even laughed. He could tell he botched that. But I think most of the match, uh, for instance, his knee, I think that's that was all the work. I think he's working everybody. He wants you to think he's not 100%. That's part of the story he's telling. Yeah. yeah the only thing I thought when he, when he finally got that brace off of him, um, I figured he'd rip the compression shirt off because he still looked jacked underneath. Yep. So obviously the dude's in shape. Yep. Um, oh yeah. But I mean, he did have. I think they confirmed he at least had one sur- surgery on that one shoulder, right? At least yes. I think he had shoulder. I think he had uh, some with his knee. I think he had that that hernia. Uh, yep. He he had vertigo, which I don't think he had a procedure for. But I mean, he had so many things. <laughs> he had a laundry list of things. That's why it took him forever to come back. Because at the start, I thought it was both shoulders are just toast. But they confirmed like he only had surgery on one. Yeah. It was a good match. I mean, I mean, like I said, Omega a little rusty, but still that explosion of his is unlike anybody else. Um, the Young Bucks were good tonight. 
uh, all three of the uh, opposition was good. Andrade, uh, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. I mean, all three of those guys can go. So very fun trios match. Of course, the Elite go out on top at the end after Kenny hits a V-trigger. Then a one-wing angel, which took him forever to get Dragon Lee up. I he, couldn't he tell if Dragon Lee was actually out cold or not. Yeah, uh, We have a uh, comment here on YouTube from uh, Byron Cutler. Can you say Kenny by God Omega? True <laughs> that. Right. I didn't realize until tonight how much I missed seeing a Snapdragon suplex on television. Oh, I know. I know. Smooth, quick. Tight. Snaps Tight. the hips. So if we can give one little criticism, and I'll be the jerk, but uh, Knox, the official. He sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Obviously, like – we, we, you know, even when it's a tag team and all of a sudden the rules just go outside the window, uh, when it comes to trios, the rules go out the window twice. He sucks. He just stands there. <laughs> Actually, he's quite comical. I, it's, it's his gimmick now. It's his gimmick, yeah. honestly. He's a chuckle out of the guy, but it's yeah. just like. Did you guys ever watch BTE before AEW? Yeah. Yes. They had a lot of run-ins with Knox, and he did the exact same thing on the indie. Yeah. So, especially at PWG. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and they they absolutely hated him, but <laughs> it, it was great. Watched him walk up and offer him a contract. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of who he is, I think, and we'll, we'll never see that go away. We, we got to talk about the crazy spot of the night with Dragon Lee doing the Tope Suicida <laughs> out of the ring over the damn barricade, taking Omega out, both of them doing a flip. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, they tried to pull the barricade out to give more room so they didn't hit the fans. Dragon and Lee the fans screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that's that's up with uh, Ray Phoenix and Darby Allen type stuff there. Yeah. yeah. God, can I get a Dragon Lee Ray Phoenix match? Who can fly the farthest? The elite get the win. (laughs) Post match, Andrade drops Dragon Lee with a hammerlock DDT, which led to uh, them ripping his mask off. And then the show went off the air with with the elite. It looked like trying to go back to the ring. So, well, so at the end of the match, Omega and and Dragon Lee had a had a moment that the camera zoomed in on, Mm -hmm. where a lot of respect was shown between the two. Uh, they they darn near hugged, and and then Omega rolled out of the ring, and which I thought was weird because usually you win the match, the losers roll out of the wing ring, you got you and you got it to yourself, but they gave the ring to them, mm-hmm. so you almost felt like hey something's going to happen, and then you saw the camera was still zoomed in and Andrade was undoing the back yep. of the mask. Yep. So you're like, why would he undo the back of the mask? You know, just just to give the guy a hug, you're not going to do that. You're not going to, I don't know, kind of kind of anticlimactic because you knew something was going to happen. I think I I I, I chalked that one up as an error on, on production. They yeah. should have cut the camera away when when Andrade was undoing the mask because that that was a tipping point. Something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, good show again. I mean, it's a couple solid weeks. We're getting a good build yeah. all out. Got a couple matches on the card starting to get. Good direction for a couple more. So, uh, what was your guys' uh, rating for tonight's show? Go for it, Paul. Yeah, Paul, you lead us off. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.1. Solid. I, gave, um, I think I gave last week's show an 8.1, and last week's show was awesome. 
This week's show was good, so I'm going seven eight. Didn't I go into nines last week, Shep? You were you love. I went nine one last week. <laughs> yeah, you were you were yeah. so last yeah. week. I, I enjoyed tonight's not quite that much, but I am going higher than you guys. I'm going eight five. So another high right. score for me. I've right. been pretty pleased right. with these shows lately. Um, um, I, I probably would have gone eight five if they would have found a way to like have Justin Roberts list off all the great things Kenny Omega did apart from the championship section. That was, that was, just, long, that was a long list though. Yes, and then just go, and he's better than you, and he knows it, hailing from North Carolina, you know, going then into the rest of it, just to throw something in there to kind of throw everybody off, like, wait, maybe it's not Kenny. But My my two biggest gripes with the show, of course, uh, it's a gripe of mine a lot, is not enough uh, featured women, whether it was backstage or another match, they could have had another match in there somewhere. And then just the whole setting them seeing Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal challenging FTR and Wardlow. I just, I just think it's ridiculous. Three of your hottest stars in the company and coming out double or nothing at least, and this is what you're doing with them. Yep, not a fan. But all right, uh, wrestler of the night, uh, Shep's turn to go first. Wrestler of the night, I'm going. It's a tough one. I want it. I mean, I know the easy way, but I think this is more of a sleeper. I'm going Dragon Lee. Oh, that was not who I thought you were going to pick. All right. Tanner, you go ahead. Part of me wants to take the easier, easier route here, but uh, I'll save that for the real jobber of the podcast, the Brooklyn Brawler. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the guy in a losing effort, but I'm going Daniel Garcia. Right. Dang it. I should have gone second. Yeah. I wanted to go Garcia. I like Garcia. I liked Garcia already coming tonight, and I came out tonight becoming an even bigger fan of Daniel Garcia, and I'm ready to see what else he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I really don't have a choice then, do I? I'll go the returning champion himself, Kenny Omega. Yes, I still call him a champion. Get over it. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but it's hard. It's hard to bypass Danielson, though. I know. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. If Tanner wouldn't have picked Garcia, I probably could have picked Danielson, but I didn't even want to be in the same match as Tanner. <laughs> All right. Aggressive. That is aggressive. I like it though. I like it though. Brawlers getting pumped up there, trying to work up to the mid card. Trying to work up to the mid card. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm but, number two in the rankings. Thank you. Yeah, get in the back of the line. <laughs> uh, but no, Daniel said I figured he was going to get the win tonight, but I liked how Garcia definitely didn't look weak. I mean, no, he did not. I no. mean, he fought to the bitter end. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of good stuff on tonight's show. And, and of course, <laughs> honorable mention to uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yep. Hell of a chop. <laughs> so. Who, who okay? Say we don't get shenanigans for whatever reason next week. Who comes out victorious, Punk or Moxley? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Same answer I have. So uh, yeah, sure. we'll let the champion pick here. Did we ever get in? And I can't remember. Did we ever get a Punk Ambrose match at all? I think we did. Let me let me see it. Let me I'll look it up here. 
I don't know. Well, while you're looking it up, I mean, it looks like we did on SmackDown December 6, 2013, and Raw December 9, 2013. Imagine that back to back shows. Same match. And, and, and did Punk win? Yes. Okay. So you could go, you could go Moxley wins, and then Punk says, hey, look, best out two out of three. I think Punk wins because I think before he got injured, we were in for an kind of his own version of the AW Summer of Punk. I know Moxley didn't get his big title run with fans because he carried it during the pandemic 2020, but he's kind of got a taste of it the last couple months. The, the only thing I can I, – I thought we'd get a Punk run because I, I really wanted Punk run to end uh, first of the year, and I wanted to, to go into Wrestle Kingdom. I want to see Punk over in Japan. We've seen Moxley over in Japan. We we probably will get Moxley at, at Wrestle Kingdom. Now we're going to get Omega and maybe Brian. I mean, you just show those four guys in there. I mean, as long as the story builds up, it can be. I mean, I, I think the Tokyo Dome holds 50,000, 60,000 people. It's yeah. amazing. Um, it's old school. I mean, the white folding chairs old school. But, uh, yeah, I, I – Man, God, could you imagine the rubber match at the Tokyo Dome? Hmm. It'd be yeah. epic. Well, I think Meltzer this week said that uh, AEW's got to have some talents over um, in for Wrestle Kingdom come January, but he didn't know who. So, Thanks, Uncle Dave. Yeah. Way to make his bold <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah he, uh, <laughs> he's had some interesting ones as of late. That's for sure. Like always. No, but yeah. I mean... If you're gonna actually have a finish the next week, you're gonna have to have a. The, the it, only it, thing I can think of is is Punk wins, and all of a sudden, MJF shows up and gets involved towards towards All Out. Only thing I can yeah. think of, and I have I have not seen anything about ticket sales for All Out. I'm sure they're they haven't brought it up, so I'm sure they're going good. Yeah, I think they're either sold out or really close to being sold out. I, usually what they'll do the week of is add two to 300 more seats or whatever. Um, I think, I think they sold out because I think the day of, I remember people on Twitter saying like trying to get in after 10 minutes and they couldn't even get in the, the lobby or the quarry to wait. So, well, but yeah. a lot of times that's scalpers too and, and third parties and stuff grabbing them. So, uh, I, I mean, you know, well, I, I'm gonna go here, and I'm gonna go punk, and I do think MJF gets involved. I All mean, right. I just looked at his Twitter just because he hasn't posted anything since May 27th. Oh yeah, absolutely. Why would he? Yeah, and it was about Wardlow and Sean Spears. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying. And then that's another reason why I think this whole thing's a work because I mean, it maybe it started off as a shoot and turn into work because I mean, if he selfishly did all that, he ruined Wardlow's push kind of in a way. Yeah. And Spears had been on TV since. So, I mean, you're impacting other exactly. people's careers, not just yours. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, I don't know anybody keep track of how fast his shirts sold out. Uh, after that, before they pulled them, well, they pulled them not even 24 hours. I don't think after that. So, well, I know, and I'm sure yeah. 
people went and bought a boatload of them because of it. Just mm-hmm. like nobody was buying punk shirts, he dropped his pipe bomb and sold out within hours. Yeah, right. I yeah. think I think that's what MJF just did, honestly. Yeah. So, and we're coming up on a year of punk being in AW. How do you guys think it's been so far? Not See, quite expectations. what I expected. Did, 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 hasn't met your expectations? Yeah. Was that because, would it of you think if he didn't get injured? Yes, probably. Okay. okay. At okay. the start, he was because he even made a comment. He was wrestling way more than he anticipated at the start. Yeah. I mean, he was almost an every week kind of guy, which we all liked. Um, but he didn't want to do that. At the start, he didn't, but I think he got back into – Oh my God, I, I can do this and only have to work one day a week. Yeah. Where where when he was with the, the other company, he was working, you know, he had to work Thursday, wow. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, get Tuesday, Wednesday off and do it over again. Now he just worked Wednesday. Yep. Maybe occasional Friday. Um, and, he, and he had to work with Ryback. <laughs> just saying. We're not going to uh, talk about cryback. Calm down, Tanner. Uh, and, and just let you know, yeah, ticket sales are going good. If you wanted to sit in the uh, upper upper section of the Hoffman Estates uh, arena, or the now arena in Hoffman. Now arena. Sorry. Used to Sears, yeah. Yeah, Hoffman Estates. Uh, second section, row one, you're going to pay six ten a ticket. <laughs> wow. So it's got to be close to a sellout yeah. if yeah. you're going to pay yeah. that. Uh, that's on StubHub. Um, they should have ran this at a bigger venue. I've been saying that for a month. Well, do you but, do you do that because you kind of ruined it with uh, Forbidden Door at the United Center? That's true. It's true. Do you, you don't want to overrun that? So I don't know, but obviously they're not scared of Chicago market. Hey, hey, freaking run at Wrigley Field. Yeah, they probably. I think, some, could. I think someday they will. I think that. I mean. I'd love to have a. I, I know you're 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 messing with the the piper having it outdoors and in the weather and in the Midwest, but I mean it could easily be 85 and sunny that day with the breeze off the lake. God, run it in Wrigley Field, but they could do some at Soldier Field because the Bears probably aren't going to be playing there too much longer. So, well, no, they're going to get the Taj Mahal of on Arlington Heights of everything, but yeah, that, that's a whole other yeah. Topic. I, I, but you know, besides um, Grand Slam, we keep forgetting October. We're gonna get two big shows in Toronto. Can can Canadian debuts before yeah. full gear in November? So those will be big. Yeah, we don't know, you know where full gear is gonna be yet. I'm uh, as Shep. I understand where you came from for last week, where or for next week that they were trying to put butts in seats, but. I'm looking at ticket sales for next week, and there's not as much open as you would think. Really? It, it, it's all like the higher up sections. That's it. But they could have sold some tonight. Literally. They could have. I mean, they could have. Yeah, you ever, that, that announcement was almost two hours ago. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So, I mean, I guarantee if somebody's on the fence, they're like, oh my God, like I can see Will Ospreay next week and. Moxley, I mean, Punk for the title. Yeah. If, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan and you're on the fence about going, you're going. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was within two hours of Cleveland and knowing that was going to happen, no brainer. 
Yeah. No brainer. Uh, when are, maybe they announced this, maybe they didn't. So when are we getting um, Omega and the Bucks next match? Ooh, I don't. Well, we got, oh, we got to wait because they're going to face the winners of that triangle and United so Empire. It's going to be the, it'd be the dynamite before all out. Oh, oh, Osprey gets Omega in trios <laughs> action. I'm so excited. Yeah. They've talked so much trash to each other on Twitter, too. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. So, I mean, I mean, we all, we all figured that, but. I mean, can there be a swerve where we don't get the Bucks and Omega in the, in the championship trio match? Mm, I could be, but they I just don't see back. it. Yeah, they don't bring him back unless he's not going to Tony kind of tipped his hat earlier this year when he said he didn't want to introduce the trios till Omega was back. That kind of made everybody, okay, so they're going to be in consideration for it. Yeah, well, you didn't know who was going to be with Omega. You just knew he was going to be in the title picture. Right, right. And I think, I mean, at this point, I kind of think you have to put gold on Kenny right now. Unless Undisputed Era screws him over. Adam Cole did tweet tonight. Uh, yeah, but I'd rather see them win the gold and then get into a feud with the Undisputed. Yeah, I, mean, I know. That could be a big... Grand Slam match if those three are healthy. Although, yeah. although could you could see them costing that and letting Osprey and Aussie Open take the belts back to Japan. I mean, yeah. AEW holds the tag team belts. So who's gonna on the other side of the bracket? Who's gonna win Friday night? Trustbusters or uh, best friends? Trustbusters. I hope, I hope they're best friends. They're needle movers on Rampage, Trustbusters. That's what they uh, say I on mean, Twitter. I mean, I'm a clearly a best friends fan as I'm, you know, decked out in bright colors tonight. Uh, but I don't see how they pull it off. You think Trustbusters win, huh? I'm, yeah. Hey, I, hey, if I'm wrong, I'll gladly take it. All right, because Paul wasn't here when we discussed this last week, and I know we're going to be wrapping up here, but House of Black or um, – um, Dark, Dark Order. Order, yeah, Dark Order. House of Black. Really, you think House of Black goes yeah. over? Yeah, yeah, I do. Even with uh, Hangman in the corner, yeah, I think Miro screws them over. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's how we get Miro and Malachi all out. All right, um, or or a, or Miro Sting and Darby screw them over. Mm. That's a lot of trios mm. matches though than we'd be setting up. Yeah. Sting and Darby do- doesn't make sense at this point. But they're still, I mean, they're gonna do something with Sting and Malachi. They have to, right? They're always no. getting these face offs. Sting Sting only did a two year deal, right? We're, we're, coming, so. up, we're yeah. coming up on two years. He's having the time of his life though. He's jumping off. Everything you can jump off of, so he, he's giving us heart attacks. Yeah, I'm glad he's having the time of his life, but <laughs> I almost over the guy. But yeah, it's hard to yeah. say about a legend, a Hall of Famer that he is. At least he hasn't passed out twice in the match. He was hung over, Tanner. Come on, <laughs> I don't care what he was. <laughs> I mean, he came out and said, "Look, I should not. I should drink more water than beer before my match." 
He also said he wished he wouldn't have come out and said it was his last match. So the guy he's obviously wants to wrestle more. <laughs> he made so much damn money he didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Although I saw that I saw that uh, uh, DDP came out and said Conrad approached him and said, "Hey, after Ric Flair's you know last match, let's do a let's do a weekend where we do a DDP last match." So Conrad's kind of preying on these legends. And DDP shot him down. And DDP's in way better shape than yeah. Flair. Okay, I got it. Flair's real last match, Nick Gage death match. Oh, literally, God. literally death He'll match. die. He'll die. <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know if we talked about this, but, I mean, the roast of Ric Flair. Did, did you guys watch any of that? I, I didn't get to see the whole I thing. Not. I saw some bits and pieces. Holy shnikes. Um, that roast was ridiculous. The stuff that was said of that roast would make um, Snoop Dogg blush. <laughs> that way. Uh, now, I've seen a couple of the clips that had me rolling, but, uh, you know, that was about the extent of it for me. I mean, I think I think Conrad throwing that StarCast weekend, I think Conrad did a uh, – he did really good business. So. Yes. Juggernaut zero nine seven on YouTube saying yes a two year deal referring to Sting. Sting, so. yeah. Okay. So I mean we got to be we're got to be close and again nothing against Sting but right right the guy's sixty two or sixty three years old. All right, Paul. Last question because Shep and I talked about this last week. So all right, oh, oh, how do you have the trios tournament play out? In your in your eyes, if if you had the pencil, you have the pencil. So how are you having it play out? Uh, well, actually, um, December will be two years. By the way, Shep, first thing. So yes, we are approaching that. Winter is coming two years ago. Yes, uh, December. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oof, how do I have it play out? Honestly, I have it come down to uh, United Empire versus the Elite. The elite goes over. They're on the same side of the bracket. Yeah, they're on the same side of the bracket. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah for a second, then I realized, like, yeah, we're right. probably gonna get that anyways on the road. Well, we're, we're yeah, we're gonna get that on the road to it. Um, we'll get that on free TV. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tony Khan. Oh, uh, leave it to Tony Khan for that. Um, and then I guess I need to go refresh myself real quick on the bracket. Well, you said House uh, of Black over. Dark Order, you said Trustbusters, so there's Trustbusters and in, 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 in House of Black on your side. And either all right, so it'll come down to man. Juggernaut has Elite versus House of Black. That'd be good. I yeah, I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think uh, that's exactly what it'll come down to is the Elite versus the House of Black. As I'm looking at this, um, I'm still going Elite versus uh, Dark Order. You think Just so? From, I don't think it's got great pop, so to speak, but the storyline, just the story. Yeah. Especially if Hangman gets involved somehow. All right. So I, I could get behind that. I could get behind that to a point. Um, I mean, if we're going to get long-term storytelling, you know, they gave the nod after mm-hmm. Hangman beat Kenny only way I see this happening with the Dark Order coming down to facing the Elite. 
the elite wins. Hangman gives them the nod to return the favor. Hangman Only turn, where it goes. Turns on, Hangman could turn on Dark Order. Yeah. But I don't think you really put the elite back as heels so fast. So. No. Especially not Hangman. I want to see Malachi versus Omega. That'd be yeah, great. That'd be Dream just, match. Yeah. The fact that Omega's back now and we can get more matches that we haven't seen. I mean, eventually Omega Punk, eventually some somewhere down the line. That'd yeah. be fun. There's a there's a lot of potential there with them, but Juggernaut says then the undisputed era gets involved and costs the lead. All right. So you've got the House of Black going over then in uh, Juggernaut's case. I could I could get behind that too, because I want to see gold on Malachi. I want to see gold on on Brody. Yeah. Buddy, buddy Uh, Matthews, whatever. Omega versus Cole. Yep. I don't don't want to be rude, but not a big Buddy Matthews fan or whatever. No. Uh, His girlfriend gets more hype than he does. And I would not let her choke me out. (laughs) I I don't know if you would you'd have a chance against her. She have no offense, but she's pretty badass. Dominic Dominic Mysterio likes it. Dominic does it every week. It's out there living somebody's fantasy. A lot of the IWC fantasy out there, Paul. If you haven't paid attention, to oh, that, I know, some of those I know. Out there. Even yeah. she commented on it. Yeah. So, no, but I, I think uh, uh, Malachi for Bro- Brody King's got to be one of the best bigging move. I don't know, best big man moving, um, and right up there with Keith Lee. Yeah, like. His athleticism just through the roof. Yeah. And the dude is a monster. As somebody who is about eight feet away from him, Max, the <laughs> dude is huge. I think is he built at six, 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 seven? Yeah. And at some point somebody got it wrong and said he was six four. I went, I'm six four. Dude's taller than me. Well, if you Paul, if you're six four, then I'm like six two. <laughs> Good lord. And Tanner's five ten. Hey, I have five nine, so get off my back. <laughs> I'm six four. That's according to the doctors. Thank you very much. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. What doctor are you seeing? Uh, all sorts of different ones. <laughs> I've been six four since I was like twenty. Unless all I'm right, shrinking, right. which is possible. All right. Any closing thoughts? Um I, it's a great episode of Dynamite. Uh, it's going to be a great road to All Out. Um, I'm going to get to kick back and actually enjoy the pay per view and not have to worry about making predictions. So it's uh, it's going to be nice. I mean, a little bit of story building we got tonight. I think I text you guys. I always kind of complain about like let's build this pay per view being one of the biggest of the years. But uh, I think with some of the returns we're going to get, it's going to be a darn good pay-per-view. And then once I retain, then I'm going to just take a break. I mean, the champion's got to have a break. You know, we're doing a little vacation in September. I got to worry about fantasy football starting and stuff. So, you know, we're going to go a little vacation um, with the belt just sitting right there. And, uh, 
you know, worry about uh, some pay-per-views going on uh, later in the fall. Mm. Do you, you know, do you I always... tried to, I tried to take a break as champion, and uh, Shep called me a coward. Well, I got fantasy football coming up. Hey, a lot of work. I mean, I mean, I got you know, I got fantasy football too coming up, but uh, I am just worried. Where am I going to put this title? I mean, I could just wear it every week, but that's my big concern right now. Is where am I going to put this thing? I got to find a. You place can just put it on it. my shoulder because you're not going to get it. You're not even up for it. <laughs> I know. The last time we did an AEW pay per view, you got like zero points, and uh, yeah, well, Austin you know. and I were in the fifties. So. Yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, my brain's a little more focused now than it was gotcha. before that pay-per-view. We, 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 we've heard that. We've heard that. So uh, eventually we'll all three be fighting for it again. But uh, eventually you, when you can uh, relax on this one. Although, yeah. hey, hey, I'll throw this out there. I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn, but uh, after all out, maybe I'll uh, – Maybe I'll do the old uh, open challenge to anybody that wants to uh, show mm. All right. I should have taken you up on Ric Flair's last match. Oh, I would have got my ass kicked. <laughs> I should have done it because I think I would have got every match but two. I, re- I, really, I really thought we'd get a couple surprises, and that's, that's because there was, you know, 7,000 people one of the biggest pay-per-view buy, buys of an independent company. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, some of these, you know, whether it's Impact, MLW, somebody's going to throw a curveball in there. And, yeah, I was completely wrong. No, they went pretty straight by the book. I mean. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Good thing you didn't, Tanner. I know. Because I'd be challenging <laughs> it all out then. Yeah, you would. Well, Paul, why don't you wrap us up there? All right. Uh, be sure to like the Kicking Out podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Well, you're while you're checking out our social media, be sure to uh, check out our merch stores. We've got two of them. You can get some um, items that you can't find anywhere else for KOP, and then we've got a growing store as well. So go check it out. Support a great podcast and look great doing so. Uh, be sure to. Uh, like and subscribe all social media and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast and if it happens to be apple podcast what do we want from them tanner five stars five there times. we go seven we're gonna be five star kop star. that's what we're gonna be <laughs> so uh be sure to uh yeah give us that five star rating it helps us grow we don't want to be the best aw uh podcast we just want to be in the top you know five We'll be happy in the top five for now. The other two are giving me looks. I Yeah, we want to be number one eventually, but we just want to climb the rankings first. Jeez, guys, come on. Be sure to follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 on all social media. Follow Austin at the Shep 27 And be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921 And with that, for Austin Shepard and Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>